Hey, it's Pat. I want to thank you for listening to the podcast. In case you're not familiar with me, I've been helping people retire for over 20 years now, author of the book Save Your Retirement, and host of the Save Your Retirement radio show. Our goal with this show is to provide you with valuable and timely information to help you plan your retirement, or if you're already retired, help you make the most of it. Ultimately, we want to help you use your money to accomplish your goals and dreams and to help you avoid any stress and fear with your finances and instead replace those with confidence and peace of mind. If you enjoy the show, make sure to subscribe so you won't miss future episodes. Also, if you'd like to give us a great rating, it would mean so much to us and it helps get the word out so we can share this valuable information with others. Thank you so much. And now here's this week's episode. This radio show is a paid placement. You've read his books. You see him on television. You follow him on social media. And you can listen to him talk about life and retirement right here, right now. He is Pat Struby, and this is Save Your Retirement, presented by Preservation Specialists. You may have paid off your home or nearly have it paid off when you get to retirement, but are there any other housing costs that you might need to prepare for? This is especially important if you'd rather spend as many years as possible in your home rather than moving to a retirement community or assisted living facility. That's where we're going to start here on the show today. We are so glad you're here with us on Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. Pat is the founder of Preservation Specialists. I'm Jen Rizak alongside and Pat. This is going to be a great show today. Looking forward to getting some insight from you. Hope you're doing great this week. I am doing great. And uh, yeah, a little different topics. So looking forward yeah, to this. Absolutely. I, I found some really interesting articles on this. Most baby boomers, Pat, plan to live at home as long as possible. But the way a lot of our homes are laid out, that could really be a challenge. Eight out of 10 baby boomers, Pat, want to age at home. But tell me what you think of this. Only 10% of homes in the U.S. are are what we consider to be fully accessible. So this could really be a challenge. Yeah, Jen, I think when we talk about aging and going through retirement and the potential for needing nursing care or accessibility and things like that, I mean, it's extremely rare to meet someone who is happy to leave their home, right? right? I right. mean, we, we that's what we all want. We, we have a home for a reason and we want to be able to stay there. And yeah, those numbers are pretty shocking, only 10% yeah. of homes being fully accessible. And I think as I think about my family, my parents, as I think about clients that I've you know known for many years and talked to this type of detail, it is interesting to think about that. And I think that when someone starts working with us, one of the things we ask about is, of course, we're learning about all their assets and any debts. And so we ask about sure. their home, if they own and if they owe you know, a mortgage. And one of the questions we ask is, would you like to stay in that home or are you expecting another move or something like that? And it leads to some interesting conversations because yeah. some people are in that home that they want to be their forever home. And other people have exactly like we're talking about here, right? They're thinking about, well, it's not very accessible. You know, you have to climb stairs to get into it. Mm -hmm. uh, most of the rooms are upstairs. And so those are kinds of things that most people don't start thinking about until you're a few years from retirement. But it really is a big part of your life, you yeah. know, planning, planning as you get closer to retirement. Well, and you think about, Pat, just geographically, homes are built and designed in different ways, depending on where you are in the country. And, you know, think about up in New England, 
you have all these multi-story homes and, and the types of houses you see there. But even in places like Arkansas, Louisiana, Oklahoma, Texas, this article says a lot of houses there were aging ready. There's a lot of ranch style homes that do have that easier way to get in, but still only 14% of homes in those places oh, wow. where you have a lot of the ranch style homes were fully accessible. So it really could be an issue. And Pat, here's something else that my family is going through right now. My grandpa passed away at the end of last year and my grandma had already passed on. So now we're figuring out what to do with their home. Mm -hmm. And they did have some of these modifications. Grandpa had a chair elevator to or a chair lift to take him downstairs. Okay. You know, the, the little like slidey thing that goes yeah. up and down the stairs. And funny thing, the reason why he has it is because... <laughs> They redid their bathroom years ago upstairs before grandma died, and she told him, you're using the downstairs bathroom to shower. Nobody's supposed to shower in this upstairs one. I want to keep it nice. So even after she passed away, he, he went downstairs. He's like, I'm not supposed wow. to. He, was, he knew he was not supposed to use that bathroom. So compliant. <laughs> right? I'm he was very like, impressed. He's like, I'm going to go downstairs like I'm supposed to. This is what Mary <laughs> wanted. But now we're selling this home, and first-time home buyers. How many of them do you think are super interested in this house that's outfitted for somebody who was 80 years old? So it's kind of an interesting thing trying to figure out, do we undo this? Do we hope that another person who needs these features buys it? So it just kind of creates this whole situation. But Pat, one out of three adults are planning those types of modifications to make sure that their homes are accessible that sounds like it could be an unexpected housing cost for somebody in, in retirement because you might not need those in your early retirement years, but you might need to talk about that later. Yeah, one of the things that we study and we talk about with our clients is the idea of retirement spending shocks. Yes. And th there are things that are part of everyday life that maybe people are aware of, like paying for a nursing home, for example, or helping your kids out with their college or grandkids college or something. But um, yeah, major home improvement modifications for making it more accessible, like ramps, widening hallways and things like that, or, you know, having, you know, a handrail and things like that. Those aren't ones we think about very much. And it's one of those things, you know, the drill, Jen, if it's something you don't normally look for or know how much it costs, it's always shocking how much it costs, right? And so yeah, yeah. Um, my parents have, they purchased a lake house a few years ago and mm -hmm. it's beautiful, but it's a lot, a lot of steps to get down to oh, the dock yeah. and uh, there was no railing. So my dad, you know, had someone put in a, a handrail, which was really smart. But when I asked him how much it cost, I just, I couldn't believe it. But oh, it, man. it's just yeah. one of those things where that's really important. And so, yeah, it's again, one of those things where it's just a matter of stopping and thinking about what do you actually want to get out of your retirement and what's it going to cost you right. and making sure you're prepared for that. Right. And it's just sometimes you just don't think about the actual cost of some of these things or what it will really take to get to stay in your home a little bit longer. So walk us through, Pat, what is your process like for helping somebody factor some of these things in? housing costs or, or maybe home improvement costs later on or health care, long-term care. Those are some big ticket expenses that we can plan for. We just have to be proactive. 
Yeah, so we always say that the foundation to a successful retirement is a written retirement income plan. And so uh, the first part of that's fun. The first part is talking about, hey, if you are healthy and you're retired, what are the things you want to be doing? And of course, we want to know, we want to get to know you and learn that. But also, we want to try and figure out how much is that going to cost? If it's sipping lemonade in a rocking chair, that's not too expensive. If it's jet setting first class to Europe and back multiple times a year, that's going to cost a few more dollars and we have to budget for that. So those are the things we enjoy talking about. But then we also have to think about the things that aren't so fun. Mm -hmm. So like making modifications to your home. What if you need nursing care? Um, what if there's a major health issue? What if health insurance or Medicare costs continue going up at high rates? And of course, there's things outside of healthcare as well, like, you know, assisting family or just, you know, right. home remodels that you want, or maybe buying a new car if you need one soon. So those are things we're always going to ask about in our first meetings and things that we would always be talking about as we're updating uh, your strategy over time. And so it really is all about figuring out what you want to be doing, but also be thinking about what those other possible expenses are. And it's one of the reasons we offer a retirement income analysis for listeners of the show. So if you know kind of where your retirement income is coming from, but if you're not sure if it's set up in the best way possible, or if you don't have a written retirement income plan, call us now at 803-9-RETIRE. We'll offer you a retirement income analysis at absolutely no cost and no obligation. Once again, that's 803-9-RETIRE. Talking today with Pat Struby. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists, and I am Jen Rizak alongside uh, this whole issue of health care and long-term care. It's one of those topics, Pat, that's it's really not a lot of fun to talk about. I think we don't talk about it even on this show a whole lot because it's just it's not a lot of fun to talk about, but it's so important. Tell me how this plays out when people come to you and they are trying to get started on their retirement plan. I'm guessing a lot of people want to talk about some of the fun things that they have in mind. <laughs> but how do you start working in some of these tougher conversations into all of that as well? Yeah, I think when, when we're thinking about planning for health care and long-term care costs, the main thing we want to do is just be thinking about there's offense and defense when it comes to retirement. Mm -hmm. So offense is going to be um, how do we want to invest? How much income are we going to need to take every month? How do we be more proactive in tax planning and take control over your taxes? And then the defense is how do we protect you from some major expenses? And that's going to be for most of us in retirement, that's health care costs and long-term care. So the very first step is just understanding uh, the risk that's there and then understanding the different areas to plan for. Just about everyone's going to have Medicare in one sure. way or another. Most of us need to think about either a Medicare supplement or you know, private health insurance at some point. And then we need to be thinking about how we're going to cover long-term care expenses. So those right. are the three categories we always want to make sure people are aware of. When it comes to things like long-term care, Pat, I mean, that's one of those areas where you can't wait until you need it before to start planning <laughs> for it. So how early do you start planning for or thinking about things like long-term care costs and nursing home care? Yeah, when you think of long-term care costs and how you're going to pay for it, that's a perfect thing to bring up right when you start talking to a retirement planner. So sometimes people will will surprise us and, you know, they'll come in for their first meeting a week before retirement, but <laughs> most people plan a little more than that. Right. Um, so, you know, maybe a year, three, five, ten years prior to retirement, anywhere in that range is a good time to be talking about that. And of course, the one thing we always want to stress is when you're Googling, you know, things that you're worried about, like how do I pay for long-term care, you're going to get very generic answers and, you know, it's going to talk about people paying out of out of pocket or buying long-term care insurance. This is one area where we are 
absolutely positive. There is no one right way to do it. Mm. We actually have a long-term care guide that we provide to our, our clients uh, after they onboard with us. And it talks about six or seven different ways that you can piece together the payments for long-term care. And so sure. we just believe it's really important to understand those expenses can be very, very high. So we don't want to put our head in the sand and have no plan for it. But we also don't want you up at night worrying about it either. We want to make sure we have some kind of proactive plan so you know that you will be able to cover those expenses if they come up. And the reality is nearly 70% of retirees will need some type of long-term care. That's from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. So it's not a sure thing, but gosh, Pat, the chances are you or your spouse, somebody's going to need long-term or nursing care of some sort. Absolutely, Jen. We can't prevent bad things from happening, but we can plan for the worst. So if there's a debilitating accident or a terminal medical diagnosis, we have a financial strategy in place to deal with it. And even though we've been focusing on some scary scenarios, you might up living a long, healthy life, but just get to the point where you can't really live on your own anymore. That's going to cost money as well. The costs vary quite a bit, but the median cost of a private room in a nursing home is over $100,000 per year. And of course, we can tell you in 10, 20, or 30 years, that number is going to be higher and higher. So we want to help you create a strategy to help preserve your retirement income from the risks of skyrocketing healthcare costs. Learn about the options for healthcare coverage in retirement. Learn about the options for long-term care coverage for yourself and your spouse if you have one. And find ways to plan for healthcare and long-term care costs so you don't have to choose between taking that vacation or spoiling your grandkids and paying for your doctor bills. A major illness, car accident, these things might sink your ship in retirement. It's a reality you just have to face. Call us today to talk about some of the ways we can help you create a financial strategy to help preserve your lifestyle, your livelihood, and your family from those healthcare costs. The number is 803-9-RETIRE. Once again, that's 803-9-RETIRE. Right. The reality is nobody's promised tomorrow. That's why it's important for you to get that plan in place for your health care and long-term care needs today. One more time, that number is 803-9-RETIRE. This is Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. We'll be back. To request your retirement income analysis from the team at Preservation Specialists, call right now, 803-973-8473. That's 803-9-RETIRE. Hi, this is John Farley. Now let me ask you, is your retirement inflation-proofed? Here's what I mean. In retirement, chances are you're on a fixed income with variable expenses. So how do you not run out of money when the cost of just about everything continues to go up? You inflation-proof it. Our team at Preservation Specialists can show you strategies to help combat inflation so it doesn't outpace your retirement income. Call us today at 803-9-RETIRE to learn more. Inflation could take a huge chunk out of your retirement savings, but it doesn't have to. With some simple planning, inflation can go from being a major disruption to just a minor annoyance. Call the team at 803-9-RETIRE now to start inflation-proofing your retirement today. 803-9-RETIRE. That's 803-9-RETIRE. Securities offered through Arcadios Capital Member, FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Arcadios Wealth. Preservation Specialists and Arcadios are not affiliated through any ownership. Have a question for Pat? Here's an easy new way to ask. Click on the radio tab at retirewithpat.com and record your question directly on the website. That's retirewithpat.com and click on radio. 
Thanks for joining us today on Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. I'm Jen Rizak here alongside Pat. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists. He is the author of the books Save Your Retirement and The Retirement Secret. And I don't know, Pat, how much of a handyman are you around the house? That question is quite humorous. <laughs> Wherever she is, my wife is rolling on the floor laughing right now. <laughs> Not super handy. Well, here's no. here's why I bring it up. Okay. You know it's a lot easier to get a job done if you have the right tools. So that's the analogy we're going to work from a little mm. bit. And, I mean, even if you're not the handiest of handymen, you you probably know you've got to have the right tools to finish your project. I mean, it is the worst when you get into something and you don't have what you need to finish your project, right? Or you don't have the right tools for the job. Yes, and that has definitely been something when I've tried to do something at my house. My buddies always laugh about the lack of, let's just say the tool shed is not as full at my house because <laughs> of my lack of skills. And then it gets compounded by the fact that I'm not working on projects very often. And so what right. I'll often do is if I'm like hanging up a curtain or something, I'll end up leaving all the tools like in that room and forget about them. So then when Ooh. I need to do the next project and I go to the toolbox, there's nothing in there. Nothing. So right. yeah, it's very, very difficult to actually accomplish what you're trying to accomplish right. if you don't actually have the right tools. Well, and I don't know if Janelle does that passive aggressive thing that I do. <laughs> if there are tools out and they're not put away where they're supposed to, I will just find somewhere else and just stick them there. And oh. then when it's, where did you put it? I'm like, I don't know. I just put it where it made sense for me to put it because you're leaving stuff in the kitchen. It's not where it goes. So she could be part of that complication. I'll just That say. almost sounds aggressive aggressive. Well, I mean. Maybe it's not passive aggressive. Just out and out aggressive. That's right. Yeah. I aggressively put it in the wrong drawer. That's right. Well, but you're right. I mean, you got to be organized. You want the right tools for the job. You want to know where things are. And the reason I bring this up is because the same thing is true with our financial tools, right? Mm -hmm. We have different financial tools, and the ones that we'll use in retirement, they're going to be different from our working years. So we want to recognize that. So when we are thinking about the retirement tools, Pat, and I did some research on this. You do a Google search, and you will get millions of search results. I'm not mm -hmm. kidding. There's a lot of information to sort through. One of the ones that I saw, though, it was this online toolkit put together by the Department of Labor. So this is from the federal government. Okay. And they said what goes in their little retirement toolkit was Social Security. They had some information about Medicare. And then they talked about um, basic retirement savings plan, just kind of some general information there. So that's in the federal government's retirement toolkit, Social Security, Medicare, and savings. What else would you put in that? toolkit or what else would you say should belong on that list? Yeah, I like that terminology, you know, having kind of a retirement toolkit. And I think, you know, that's actually a pretty good start, I would say, from the federal government. I mean, Social Security, Medicare and retirement plans, that's mm -hmm. kind of covers everyone, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, but it doesn't cover everything. And so I think, you know, if we think of our five areas that we cover in a comprehensive plan, the first one is income. Certainly Social Security is part of that. Uh, I would want to know if someone has any pension benefits, that would certainly be something that would be important. And then, of course, one of the pieces that we deal with with most of our clients is they have some type of nest egg and either immediately when they retire or at some point down the road, they're going to need some supplemental income from that. So we mm -hmm. have to figure that out. The second part would be anything related to investments and the toolkit you Googled 
mentions basics about retirement savings plans, but of course, we all know there's all kinds of ways we can save and invest yeah. money in yeah. bank accounts and IRAs and Roth IRAs and brokerage accounts and all those kinds of things. So we need to have a strategy for those. Nothing about taxes in that toolkit. We, we think taxes <laughs> is becoming bigger yeah. and bigger deal. And that's a big one. Uh, healthcare is an area we think is important. So Medicare is a really important and complicated part of that. So it's good that that's there. Uh, but we would want to be thinking about just regular health insurance needs as well as long-term care. And then finally, the estate plan is our last area, and that's not talked about at all in that mm, case. But nope. we want to be thinking about legal documents, beneficiaries on your accounts, and things like that. So it's there's a lot of things in the toolkit, and we want to make sure we're we're not ignoring any of those. Right. And again, and this is what we'll talk about here kind of throughout the next couple segments, it's important that we are identifying the different jobs that we want to do, and then we're using the right tools for that job. Because, Pat, there are times when we think something isn't working financially for us, but it turns out we aren't using it the right way. We aren't using it the way it was intended to be used. So talk about that aspect as well, where we need to not only know what these different tools are, but we need to make sure we're using them the right way. Yeah, I love this topic, Jen, because it immediately brings to mind a couple of things. First of all, there are people in the financial media that will say, this thing is always great, this thing's always bad, <laughs> and it's usually a ridiculous thing. Like they're right. picking sides on life insurance or annuities or right. mutual funds or even like when you claim your Social Security. And the key is, you know, if someone is trying to save money for a car to buy a month, then an annuity is a horrible choice to make mm. to put your money into. Right. But the question is, what are you trying to accomplish? If you're trying to, to have a guaranteed lifetime income, an annuity is one of the few places you can actually do that. So I think, number one, understanding that the tool needs to be the right fit for what you're trying to accomplish. The other thing that comes to mind is early in my career, I was looking at different companies to work with. And I had a mentor and he said something very profound, which is certain companies in our industry will focus on just one thing. Like they may think life insurance is the best place to put all your money or mutual funds or annuities or what have you. He said, Pat, the problem is if all you have is a hammer, everything starts to look like a nail. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. what he was saying is that there's a lot of people in our financial industry that mean well, but that doesn't mean they're necessarily giving you good advice because they have such a bias in one area. Right. And that's the reason we wanted to be independent. And so we're always open to all the different possible tools because the bottom line to us isn't what tool, it's what are you trying to accomplish as our client. Mm -hmm. And so that's the reason we take our clients through our, our five-step retirement review. That's the reason we offer that to listeners of the show at no cost and no obligation. And all you have to do to get started is just give us a call at 803-9-RETIRE. That gets you an opportunity to sit down with one of our planners and talk about where you're at in retirement. And most importantly, what are your goals? What are you trying to accomplish? And we can help you see if you're on track to accomplish those. Once again, no cost and no obligation. The number is 803-9-RETIRE. Talking today with Pat Struby. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists. And let's start talking about some of the different types of tools we might use in retirement. I want to start with the task of generating income because that's going to be a very common goal for, I think, anybody heading into <laughs> retirement. They want income. But again, we want to make sure we are using the appropriate tools here. We don't want to be using something that isn't for income to be getting our income for retirement. So what are some of those tools, Pat, for generating income? 
Yeah, I, I don't think a lot of people have the retirement of their dreams without any income, right? So that's, no. that's kind of a big deal. It's be tough. So, it's be so tough. you know, I always come back to the three-legged stool of retirement income. So your social security is one of those legs. We want to make absolutely sure we're making the best choices for your social security for you and your family. Number two is a pension, which I know is disappearing, and a lot of people don't mm -hmm. have it, but some still do. So we right. want to make sure we're making good choices there. And then the third, of course, more and more focus and need is on preparing and planning for what to do with your nest egg and how to generate income off of that. And the simple thing that I would say there is we're always open to all different types of investments. What we don't want to do is depend on your risk investments to generate your income because that's where you run into a dangerous scenario of when you have stock markets that drop, you don't want to be having to sell off of those. So there are things like annuities that can generate income. And then also there are more income producing investments uh, that are generating dividends. So those are the two areas that we're generally going to focus on primarily. And ultimately the main goal there is just to make sure you never are in a situation where you're buying high and having to sell low because that's when you lose money on your investments. Mm -hmm. Right. And again, we just want to recognize that, first of all, income is an important part of this. And when it comes to getting that income, we want to be getting it from the right types of places. And Pat, some of this we might carry over into the next segment. But when it comes to growth potential, because growth is something else that a lot of people are looking for when it comes to their retirement savings, what are some of the tools that we might look at for growth rather than income? Yeah, I mean, when we talk about our financial house, this would be the roof. And so historically, that would be the stock market. That's mm -hmm. a great place to have growth potential. So you want to have some diversification there. Of course, so many people come to us and they've got plenty of growth because they've been saving their 401k and you don't have a lot of options outside of the stock market there. Well, we have also started, you know, we've tried to find other options that still offer good upside, but have less volatility or risk on the downside. Private equity is an area that we've seen more and more opportunity there, Jen, where you have the ability to have a really nice upside, but it tends to be a more smooth ride, certainly not guaranteed, of course. Anything in the growth world is not going to be guaranteed. But that's the bottom line. We're always trying to figure out how do we give as much of the upside with as little of the downside as possible. And we're doing that for two reasons. One is, of course, it's not good for your money if you have a lot of losses, but the other, maybe most importantly, is um, your sanity. <laughs> so we tend to make yeah. we tend to make bad decisions when we have a very risky portfolio or lots of drops in the portfolio. And I've seen that in my 25 years. So we're always trying to make sure we're reducing the risk for our clients. And so that's one of those things. If you're not sure about how much risk you're taking in your investments, it's a great opportunity to do an investment review with one of our planners. Give us a call today at 803-9-RETIRE. Our retirement review is no cost and no obligation. That's 803-9-RETIRE. This is Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. We'll be back. You've heard Pat on radio. Now you can see him on television. Tune in Sunday mornings during the 7 o'clock news on WIS-TV, Columbia's NBC Channel 10. Hi, this is John Farley. Now let me ask you, is your retirement inflation-proofed? Here's what I mean. In retirement, chances are you're on a fixed income with variable expenses. So how do you not run out of money when the cost of just about everything continues to go up? You inflation-proof it. Our team at Preservation Specialists can show you strategies to help combat inflation so it doesn't outpace your retirement income. Call us today at 803-9-RETIRE to learn more. Inflation could take a huge chunk out of your retirement savings, but it doesn't have to. With some simple planning, inflation can go from being a major disruption to just a minor annoyance. 
Call the team at 803-9-RETIRE-NOW to start inflation-proofing your retirement today. 803-9-RETIRE. That's 803-9-RETIRE. Securities offered through Arcadios Capital Member, FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Arcadios Wealth. Preservation Specialists and Arcadios are not affiliated through any ownership. To find out more about Pat and the team at Preservation Specialists, visit online anytime at retirewithpat.com. That's retirewithpat.com. Thanks for joining us today on Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. I am Jen Rizak, happy to be here alongside Pat. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists. He is the author of the books, Save Your Retirement and The Retirement Secret. And today we're talking about tools for retirement, packing our retirement toolkit. And I mean, there are solutions for just about every problem. There's a tool for just about every financial problem that you have. But, Pat, one of the things, and we don't see this with regular tools where you have this emotional reaction or like a refusal to use a certain type of tool. Mm. We don't do that. Like if (laughs) I know you don't do a ton of projects around the house, but if you were, I don't know, like maybe in your dining room chair, something came loose and you needed to tighten that and you asked Janelle for a screwdriver, she wouldn't say, no, I don't believe in screwdrivers. I'm going to go get you a hammer. (laughs) Like she doesn't, you don't do that. You don't do that. But we do that with financial tools. We might say, look, here's something you might consider. Oh, no, my mother-in-law had one. She didn't like it. So I'm not going to use that. Talk about why we do that and why that could be a dangerous way of thinking. Well, let me ask you this, Jen. I've been told that I don't do this very often, but tens of thousands of people every Saturday go out and they buy a quarter inch drill bit. For their drill, okay? Okay. Now, okay. why why do they buy a quarter-inch drill bit? I don't know. Why? Because they want a quarter-inch hole, right? <laughs> so it's the right tool go. for the job. Hang, hang with me Very here. So specifically. The, okay. Yes. So the, the idea is that any one of these things is just a tool. And yeah. so it's, it's coming back to your point, but it's just kind of the story behind it. Yeah. And yeah. we do have such a – there is such a connotation of that in our industry, and there is a lot of – previously held opinions and it could be you know maybe you love dave ramsey and dave ramsey gives some great advice on a lot of things but he has some very opinionated you know feedback on some certain tools that are out there or maybe your great aunt got ripped off by somebody on a certain thing and you just are always kind of assuming that's a bad thing and um one of the kind of I would say one of the gurus or the people that have really taken the education of retirement planning to the extreme over the last decade, his name is Wade Fow. He's a professor and a writer, and mm-hmm. he's done all kinds of studies on um, making you know the most efficient or the best possible retirement. And one of the examples he goes through is he says much of the financial community leans heavily towards either a growth type of mindset like brokerage or a safe type of mindset like a bank account or an annuity or something like that. And he comes through study after study and he finds that almost always for most people using a blend of both of those is actually best. You know, not having everything buried under the mattress and not having everything in the most aggressive investment possible. Now that makes logical sense, right? Mm -hmm. But he says the problem is it's hard to get advice like that and it's hard for us to be willing to do that because we have these biases. And so he talks about the best possible scenario is if you could be agnostic about the tools. So don't have an opinion about it, but just see what they're going to accomplish. 
that puts you in the best position so that you can have the most effective retirement plan possible. Well, and when you talk about, you know, having maybe multiple tools, that's the whole idea behind a retirement toolkit. We aren't just carrying one financial tool into retirement. We are going to have several different things that our money needs to do, and that's why we need more than one strategy or more than one tool to do it. And there's got to be balance there also, Pat. You know, earlier in the show, we talked a little bit about how there are tools for growth and there are tools for income. Talk a little bit about how you find the right balance with those two different objectives, growth versus safety. Yeah, when we're looking at, you know, the balance between growth versus safety for retirement, this is really what my last book, The Retirement Secret, is all about. We like the idea of picturing a financial house, and that's your nest egg. And where are you going to put your money in that financial house? And so you, you, I always, I know this sounds crazy, but I always start with the roof because uh, the roof is your growth money, your risk money. And the reason I, I like to start there is that's where most of us have our money in our 401ks as we're accumulating in retirement. Well, that doesn't mean you need to get out of, you know, growth investments in retirement. It just means you need other things too. So you've got growth money in the roof. And then if we go down to the foundation of the house, that's your safe guaranteed money. That's your emergency reserve in the bank. Uh, if you have CDs, if you have a new that have guarantees, those are going to be down there. Those are not as exciting, not as flashy, but they are providing you with that stability and that safety that you need in retirement, especially when you're not working anymore. And then we call the middle the walls. And the walls is literally everything that goes in between. And like you said, these are generally dividend income producing investments. And the goal there is they're going to be a lot less risky than the roof, but they're not fully guaranteed like the things in the foundation. And so coming back to your original question, Jen, how do we balance that? That's why the first meeting with our planners is talking about what you're trying to accomplish and also what your goals are, what your comfort is with risk. And then we can start to get that balance for you. Some of our clients might have an equal third in each of those areas of the house, but that's the beauty of the fact that we custom build your retirement plan. We also custom build your financial house. We want to help you figure out you know, what makes the most sense for you. Some people really don't want very much risk. So we see if they can afford to really keep their risk down. And then of course, other people might want to have more growth. So they may shift that way. So that's, we have found that analogy to be a huge help because everyone can understand that there's three different levels in the house. And it's a quick, easy, visual way to look at it. Pat, as we talk a little bit about some of these different tools we might think about, life insurance. That is a financial tool that a lot of people use, especially during their early family years when you've got kids, you've got financial obligations that will need to be taken care of. How could that fit in the retirement toolkit? Does it fit in the retirement toolkit? Yeah, life insurance is a great example of something when you say the term, most of us immediately have a reaction to that, mm -hmm, right? right? And maybe it could be good. Maybe life insurance, you know, saved your family when someone died suddenly. Or for a lot of people, they got sold a policy and maybe it wasn't sold for the right reasons. It was sold to make generate a commission and not to actually help you. And so for a lot of people, they have a negative feeling about life insurance. We always come back to what are you trying to accomplish? Well, if you still, you know, have a mortgage or, you know, you're concerned about protecting your spouse or even maybe your kids as you're getting close to retirement, there may still be a place for life insurance. That's one of the one of the areas we'd want to look at. The other thing is life insurance companies have really developed some unique strategies over the last decade or so. And so one example would be some life insurance policies, you can access the death benefit for nursing care needs in retirement. Um, that's a pretty unusual structure and pretty, you know, we've had some clients where that's been a great fit because long-term care 
cost is one of their biggest concerns. So to us, it comes all the way back again, once again, to what goals are you trying to accomplish? And does life insurance make any sense at all? For some people, it won't. And for some, it's something that's worth really looking into. And it really comes back to, Jen, that idea of sitting down and talking to a planner. And for most people that come in and see us, that's going to take a couple of meetings. The first one is really to get to know you and see what you're trying to accomplish and helping you see if you're on track. And then we want to do some analysis and come back and give you some ideas and strategies. And that would be an example of where we would help you figure out if there's any benefit to having life insurance or not. That's just one simple example. So if you haven't sat down with a professional like that before, give us a call at 803-9-RETIRE. We offer that. We call it a five-step retirement review at absolutely no cost and no obligation to listeners of the show. If you'd like to take advantage, call us now at 803-9-RETIRE. This is Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. I am Jen Rizak alongside Pat. That number one more time is 803-9-RETIRE, or if you prefer to hear just the numbers, it's 803-973-8473. Pat, let's talk real quickly about some of the tools that we can use to help with concerns about health care costs in retirement. What are some ways to deal with that issue? Yeah, we always feel like when we're looking at healthcare costs in retirement, we just want to look at them in three different categories. So the first one is Medicare, of course, which for most situations, you qualify at age 65. And that has, uh, of course, it doesn't cover everything, but it can cover a lot of you know medical and, and hospital bills. And then we need to work around that. So the next piece would be uh, certainly if you are hoping or planning to retire before 65, what do we do for healthcare coverage at that point? Do you have individual uh, health insurance or a spouse's coverage. You know, how do we make sure you're protected from, you know, huge healthcare costs during that time frame? And then the third piece, of course, is long-term care. You know, Medicare does not cover very much for long-term care. So if you need a stay in a facility or if you need care at home, most health insurance isn't going to cover that. So we just want to be thoughtful about uh, making sure you're going into that with eyes wide open and understanding there's a risk there. And then, of course, being able to, you know, look at the different tools to address that. Let's talk a little bit about some of the tools for long-term care. And this is one of those areas, Pat, where we've had a little bit of an evolution because there wasn't as many options before as there are today. We used to have that traditional standalone long-term care policy, but this is another area where we've seen some new options come about in recent years, right? Yeah, I started in uh, January 3rd of 1997, and that was like the heyday of long-term care insurance, <laughs> and everyone yeah. said it was going to revolutionize the insurance industry. It did in a way because almost every company got out of that business. <laughs> so <laughs> we don't have a lot of people that are buying standalone long-term care policies anymore because the costs have ramped up so much in that area. Yeah. So a couple of things have happened. Some clients just decide to self-insure, which of course, if you understand the risks, that's certainly an option. Uh, I mentioned a moment ago, there are life insurance policies that will let you access the death benefit for nursing care. That's a fit for some people. The other thing that's been developed is if there's any benefit to using an, a, an annuity with a lifetime income guarantee in your retirement plan, there are some annuity companies that will actually increase the amount of income if you need nursing care. So let's say you're taking $1,000 a month out of your annuity. It might have a doubler where now you get $2,000 a month. Uh, coming out of that account. And of course, that's probably not going to be enough to cover all of those costs. But instead of having like one policy that just covers everything, now what we try and do is piece things together, mm -hmm. you know, to try and minimize the cost. And that's highly individualized and very different for each of our clients. And so that's why we build that out in a custom way for everybody. 
and Pat, let's just talk a little bit again. We need to recognize that we need to use a different combination of tools, and it's important that we buckle down and get this done. This is a, a stat that we shared a little bit earlier, but nearly 70% of Americans are missing a written financial plan. And people without a plan, when people haven't thought about these things and these different tools, Pat, if you don't have that plan, you tend to feel less confident about your future. There's no doubt about that. And and we know that a lot of you are worried that you haven't saved enough or that you maybe won't even be able to retire and that you probably don't have a written financial plan. And a written financial plan can help you feel more financially stable. So you don't have to be one of those people worried if your money will last or if you can even afford to retire. We have a process for helping you create an income strategy and we start with what we call our five-step retirement review. If you're listening right now and you don't have an income strategy, we invite you to call so we can help you figure out how much you'll need for the retirement you've been dreaming about and uncover the main risks posing a threat to your retirement, including inflation, stock market risk, potential tax increases, and rising health care costs. For listeners of this show, there's no cost and there's no obligation. All you have to do is call 803-9-RETIRE and ask for your retirement income analysis. Once again, that number is 803 803- Nine, retire. We have more coming up on Save Your Retirement, but now it's time for today's Medicare Minute with author and Medicare expert Tim Hanbury. Most people on Medicare have never heard of an advanced beneficiary notice or ABN. An ABN is a form that doctors and hospitals use if they believe a service being provided may not be covered or considered medically necessary by Medicare. ABNs are important and must be given to you prior to any service or item that may not be paid. If you didn't sign an ABN, then the provider cannot bill you for the service or item if denied by Medicare. ABNs protect you as they give you the opportunity to accept or refuse a specific item or service before they're given. They also protect you from surprise billing if Medicare denies payment. Keep in mind that ABNs do not apply for services that are specifically excluded from Medicare coverage, for example, a routine eye exam for eyeglasses. ABNs only apply you if you have original Medicare Parts A and B. If you have a supplement plan, then you have Medicare Parts A and B. However, if you have an Advantage plan, while you're still paying for Part B of Medicare, you have transferred your coverage to an insurance company and ABNs don't apply. Visit Tim's website, MedicareBlueprint.com, to download a free copy of his book. Or if you would like to talk with Tim, call 803-9-RETIRE to schedule a consultation. Hi, this is John Farley. Now let me ask you, is your retirement inflation-proofed? Here's what I mean. In retirement, chances are you're on a fixed income with variable expenses. So how do you not run out of money when the cost of just about everything continues to go up? You inflation-proof it. Our team at Preservation Specialists can show you strategies to help combat inflation so it doesn't outpace your retirement income. Call us today at 803-9-RETIRE to learn more. Inflation could take a huge chunk out of your retirement savings, but it doesn't have to. With some simple planning, inflation can go from being a major disruption to just a minor annoyance. Call the team at 803-9-RETIRE-NOW to start inflation-proofing your retirement today. 803-9-RETIRE. That's 803-9-RETIRE. Securities offered through Arcadios Capital Member, FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Arcadios Wealth. Preservation Specialists and Arcadios are not affiliated through any ownership. To schedule a visit for your own customized five-step retirement review, call right now, 
8473. That's 803-9-RETIRE. Thanks for joining us today on Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. I am Jen Rizak, happy to be here alongside Pat. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists. He is the author of the books Save Your Retirement and The Retirement Secret. And he knows very well, because he's married, there are certain things that you're not supposed to bring up when you go out with friends, go to a dinner party. There are some things that are going to get you that elbow or that kick in the (laughs) shin under the table, Pat. But here's what we're going to do today. We are going to talk about the top taboo topics for retirement. So we're just going to have to get real and talk about these things. What do you think, Pat? (laughs) I love this topic so much, Jen. And you know, I I think part of it is, you know, when you're younger and you don't want to offend anybody or anything like that, you get older, you say, you know, let's just get real. Let's Let's talk about the real stuff. So I think this is going to be awesome. I mean, it's the reality. There's stuff that it might not be the most fun, but it's important. The first one on our list today, I guess number five, is we work our way backwards, death. Thinking about Mm. death and dying it's difficult in general, and it's just, Pat, not a fun conversation to have when you'd rather be talking about all the fun parts of retirement, but we have to do it anyway, right? Yeah, you did not ease your way in no, on the No, I jumped, yeah, no, hard yeah. launch right into it. That's right. So let's talk about death. Let's talk about dying. I mean, this is, this is part of any comprehensive financial plan, mm-hmm. and the reason is because there are things we control and things we don't, and- we don't know when we're going to go. Right. Um, and that's just the way it is. So if you were to die, two things that, you know, the fork in the road I want you to be thinking about is, first of all, what would you want to happen? And second of all, how does that affect the people that you love? Yeah. And those are the two things we're going to talk about. And you are 100% right, Jen. No one likes talking about this. So let's talk about it. Let's get a plan together for it. And then we don't have to talk about it. You know what I mean? (laughs) Right. So let's talk about some of the things that are affected. So Mm -hmm. uh, when you're younger, do you have kids? Do you have a mortgage? Well, there's probably some logic to having some life insurance um, if you were to pass away, especially if you're the main breadwinner. But certainly your spouse, even if they don't work outside the house, there's still a lot of value to what they do. So they may need that too. That's a quick example. How about legal documents? Do you Mm -hmm. have a will or a trust or something like that? Do you have beneficiaries on your accounts? Do you have ownership named properly? All this kind of stuff that the last thing we want to do is be going through these documents and figuring it out. But I bet there might be times when you're lying awake thinking, oh, if something happens to me, is that one going to be okay? Is that taken care of? And we've all heard horror stories of situations where someone, let's say, for example, gets divorced and remarries and forgets to change their beneficiaries and whoopsie, the money is going to the ex-spouse, right? So we got to do these things. And yeah, so part of our comprehensive plans is making sure your insurance is set up properly, your legal documents are set up properly. And part of the estate plan, Jen, if you're a married couple, part of the estate plan is making sure your spouse is going to be okay if something mm-hmm. happens to you. So it's not just, estate isn't just things going to kids and grandkids and things like that. Right. It's also protecting each other. So those are the things I have that come to mind on that topic. It's it's really an important one. Yeah. And, and you know, since you mentioned divorce, I'm going to skip down to that one because that is on our list of taboo topics also. Mm. Divorce and retirement over the past 30 years, the divorce rate after age 50 has doubled here in the U.S. And obviously that is a tumultuous, difficult time in general. But talk about some of the financial challenges for people who divorce when they're getting close to or in retirement. And now we've got to talk about the retirement assets and things are just really complicated financially at that stage of life if that's when a divorce is happening. 
Yeah. When you think of divorce at retirement or close to retirement, I just think, Jen, oh man, I mean, you have, we've talked on the show before. I really believe that, you know, right now is one of the most difficult times to retire in history when you have, you know, so much inflation, mm -hmm. uh, you have stock market risk, you have less pensions, um, you have concerns with social security, you have concerns tax rates are going up. And then to stack on top of that, think about experts believe just a great number of people aren't prepared for retirement. Well, now you take whatever you have and you split it. Now you have to support two households. That's a really big struggle. Yeah. So yeah. it's complicated. doesn't mean you can't solve that problem. But if you've divorced and you're near retirement, we need to be looking at, you know, all the things everyone needs to look at, but we need to be thinking about what are those assets that you have remaining. It's all the more important for those people to be aware of all the ins and outs of Social Security because there are rules for your individual benefits. If you remarry, there's rules with your new spouse. And then there's also rules for your ex-spouse and how you might be able to claim off of their benefits. Mm -hmm. So it gets even more complicated with things like that. So you really just, in that case, you just really need to be talking to someone who's an expert in retirement, not just a generalist, because you really are going to be getting into the nitty gritty. And of course, right. the last thing you can do is afford to miss out on benefits that you deserve. Yeah, absolutely. So that is a really, again, not a super comfortable one, but important to talk about. The next one that I want to get into kind of goes hand in hand with that, but it's a little bit broader. Relationships. Retirement can have an impact on your relationship with your spouse when you are home together all the time and getting on each other's nerves um, with <laughs> your kids and your grandkids. Your kids, especially if you have young grandkids, they might have some expectations for free babysitter now that grandma and grandpa aren't working. I mean, how important is it for pre-retirees to talk about boundaries when it comes to some of these things or, or how much time they're going to be spending with their spouse or how they're going to set up their day. I mean, your identity changes when you leave your job behind and you retire, and it's going to put a strain on your relationships. Yeah. One of the biggest changes you'll ever have in your life is when you retire. And so it's going to be one of the biggest things that changes you and changes your relationships with your loved ones. And I can't help but think of the first time I realized that was early in my career. And there was a husband and wife and uh, the wife had either not worked outside the home or, or she had been retired for a long time. Mm -hmm. And uh, he had been a successful engineer and he retired after 40 years. And uh, they came in maybe a month after he retired, do some updates on their accounts and allocation. And he stepped out to go to the restroom. And I said, so how are things going? And she stares at me and she said, he's driving me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and then she went on to uh. to tell me every single example until the moment he walked back and in the room. And you're like, oh my gosh, I'm sorry I asked. <laughs> yeah, and I said, I was not prepared oh, for this. Boy. Oh <laughs> but, boy, yeah. But yeah, I mean, and it's a difficult one too, because unless you have a way of doing a trial run for retirement, like taking a month or two off of work somehow right. while you're still working – it's theoretical, right? Until you have the chance to actually do it. So yeah, it's a really good topic. And it's something that what we find fascinating, Jen, when we're sitting down for our first meeting with someone to get to know them, we'd love to find out more about what they really want to accomplish or do in retirement, uh, because that helps us get to know them. But it also helps us understand from a financial perspective, you know, how expensive that might be. Yeah. You know, if someone wants to go camping in a tent on the weekend versus someone wants to go jet setting to Paris, you know, those are two totally different things. Right. But sometimes 
if there's a married couple, maybe those two people have talked about those things and they've kind of hashed that out, but a lot of times they haven't. So someone might say, oh man, I want to sell the house and buy an RV and drive around the country. And the other person says, what are you crazy? I would never do that. <laughs> well, better to have that conversation before you retire than after, right? Yeah. So all of those things, and I think you bring up some great, great examples of, you know, watching the grandkids. Yeah. And I think some of our happiest clients are the primary caregiver to their grandkids and they wouldn't trade that for anything, but certainly that's not for everyone. Right. And so really stopping and thinking about uh, and talking with those loved ones about those expectations, those are really, really yeah. valuable conversations to have. For sure. I, I have a friend who, when her mother retired, she just said, look, I don't want to become a full-time babysitter. I want to be able to do some of these other things. Well, then uh, her sister stepped up and she wanted to watch the grandkids. Mm. Well, then it kind of turned into a, hey, wait a minute. Now they want to go spend time <laughs> with Aunt Karen instead of me. But, you know, I mean, sometimes you you also kind of change your mind after a little while into it. But just important to keep the conversation and the communication going, keep the communication open. Yes. Um, I think that's really important. Okay. I'm going to just go on down to our final one. Number one on our list of taboo topics for retirement, Pat, is money, which is <laughs> ironic because we literally talk about this all the time. But for some people, this can be kind of a taboo topic. They feel uncomfortable about it. Well, and I think money being a taboo topic is, on the one hand, it's absolutely true because it's sensitive and we all think of money differently. We all yeah. choose, you know, what we choose to spend our money on says a lot about who we are. And it's scary to be judged by other people. I mean, that's just life, right? But on the other hand, I will give humanity credit in this regard, Jen. <laughs> you know, I've been I've been doing this for over two decades and I see people being much more open about this than they used to be. You know, you've probably everyone's probably heard stories of the older generation passing away and then people going through and finding all kinds of things about finances that they never knew about right. because they were absolutely terrified of talking about money with their kids or anyone like that. We have so many clients now that maybe as they get into their 60s or 70s, they want to have the kids sit in a meeting and understand what's going on. And maybe that's big picture and not talking numbers, but maybe it's just saying, hey, here's where everything sits and and having them involved. And I think, you know, I think those can generally be extremely healthy conversations. Yeah. And also, you know, we've had conversations with people where they're worried about parents needing nursing care or something like that. And I'm so thankful that we've never run into situations where the kids are trying to protect the money so they can they can right. inherit more every situation is always the kids worried about the parents uh, getting good care and the parents wanting to make sure what they worked for goes to the kids and so you know usually the family is is in it together and that's an awesome thing but but like you said it it can be a taboo subject depending on how you're addressing it and of course if it's done right, I think a healthy conversation can be really, really beneficial. For sure. And and I think part of why it's so uncomfortable is you feel like you're being insensitive sometimes, but it's important for a wife to know what type of income she'll have if something happens to her husband. It's important for the kids to know what, what their dad's final wishes are. If he becomes mm. too ill or is unable to speak, and it's probably fair for them to ask some inheritance questions also. How do you help people get the answers they need, Pat, if they're worried about being nosy or coming off as, as cold-hearted, you know, it, I think maybe having a third party to help mediate some of that could be beneficial. Yeah, I agree completely, Jen. When people are trying to figure out how to have answers in situations when it deals with money, you're exactly right. Having an independent third party 
involved, any type of financial professional is really important. The second stage to that I would add is if you already have a relationship with them, that's going to make it so much more comfortable uh, because it's not just someone you've just hired to have that conversation. And that's the reason, you know, when we started Preservation Specialists all those years ago, the idea wasn't to have a firm that can do financial transactions for people. It was to build relationships. And, you know, when we sit down with someone that we've helped retire that we've worked with for five or 10 or 15 plus years, it's so enjoyable to spend that time together and, you know, knowing that you're building that relationship. So if they're bringing you in to talk to their spouse or their kids or their grandkids, you know, you're talking to friends. And so that's really what we've built and what we love about working with our clients. And if you don't have a relationship like that with a trusted financial partner, call us at 803-9-RETIRE. That's the reason we offer our our retirement review at no cost and no obligation to listeners of the show to give you a chance to talk with one of our planners and see if that type of relationship would be valuable to you. Once again, to get started, there's no cost and no obligation, and you just call 803-9-RETIRE. This is Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. Thanks so much for joining us today. Be sure to tune in again next week for more insights from Pat, and we'll talk to you then. Securities offered through Arcadios Capital, member FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Arcadios Wealth. Preservation specialists and Arcadios are not affiliated through any ownership.